Gentlemen, welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. We are coming at you with episode 125. You better be pumped for this. It is pro revenge. And if you want to up your game and get some nuclear revenge, get on our Patreon because the bonus episode this Wednesday is r slash nuclear revenge. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. Grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's go, baby. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So glad you could join me today. Our first tale of pro-revenge is from someone who went to great, great lengths in order to secure the justice that they required. It's from user Echo1771. I went from school teacher to chairman of the board of a big company for the sake of revenge. When I was a tiny kid, my father was my best friend. He worked multiple jobs to support my family, all while powering his way through law school. He even built a couple of small businesses from the ground up with a couple of his friends. All while doing this, he managed to be the best dad ever, spending as much time as he could with my mother, myself, and my baby siblings. One day, we found out he had stage 4 stomach cancer, the kind that you don't recover from. My mother and I stayed by his side all the way till it was all over. The last memory I have of my father was when he was completely immobile. Practically a vegetable at this point, with tubes going in and out of his body, and me just praying that he'd still be able to remember who I was. All the guy could do was smile at me, just to let me know he still recognized his son, even if the doctors told us most of his memories would be gone. Eventually, he fell into a coma for some days, before waking up to say goodbye to my mother, who was by his side, when he died. She was a housewife, so we really didn't have much to go on after his death. Enter my grandfather. He was one of those self-centered boomer types who makes everything about himself. After my father died, he used the newspaper obituary to boast about his dead son's grades and achievements which I realized seemed to be the only thing my dad was to him. Just in case you were wondering, yes, we're Asian. 
My mother was grieving and trying to find a way to make ends meet. My grandfather graciously offered to help her control my father's two businesses to help support us. My mother agreed because she didn't have any experience. While we grew up, the two businesses didn't provide much for us, likely because my father was one of the big reasons they were thriving. Mum was in and out of multiple jobs just to keep us floating. My grandfather offered to help put me and my siblings through school. I managed to score some scholarships with some good schools growing up, so thankfully he didn't have to do as much for me, but we were really glad that he helped out with all my siblings. After I made it out of school, I found out that my family was broke and my two siblings were still making their way through medical school. My sister even offered to stop and just get a job, but I told her to keep going because she was doing so well and that she deserved to graduate. My grandparents had cut us off because they didn't approve of the directions my siblings took in life, especially my sister who was, for them, too female to have a career in medicine. My grandmother is a bit of a misogynist. Why are you wasting your time and money becoming a doctor? You're just going to have children and quit. I was working as a high school teacher when I was contacted by one of my dad's old business partners for one of his companies. After I asked him about how the company was doing, he told me that my grandfather, who was still in control of my father's shares, was siphoning money from the company for himself and he was earning way more than he was giving me and my siblings for our education. So all our lives, he'd been making us feel indebted to him for money that was supposed to be ours to begin with, and he lied to us by telling us that dad's companies weren't making any money for us at all. We also realized that when he cut us off, he was cutting us off from our own money, forcing my siblings to drop out and give up careers that they'd been working their whole lives for. What's worse is that this was our father's money, and we know that he'd wanted it to help us provide for our futures even after he died. And here comes his asshole father, basically shitting on his legacy for his own enrichment. I even found out that he used his position to take possession of the company's office space and force them to set up shop in a smaller, cheaper office while renting the original space out under his own name to the company's competitors to make money for them too. All while I had to work multiple jobs to help my mother and siblings pay the bills. Cue revenge. My grandfather's biggest weakness has always been his pride. In fact, I suspect that he wanted us to think he was helping support us out of his own pocket because he wanted everyone to think he was some kind of hero when in reality, he was financially choking us. I recognized that no matter what my grandfather said, my siblings, my mother and I were legally the owner of my father's company shares. So after having a statement signed by the three of them, I approached all of the board of directors sans my grandfather and let them know that I was now the sole representative of my late dad's estate. My grandfather also made himself chairman of the board. According to the company records, he did not work for the company at all, so the position was just a name that allowed him to receive money. So I convinced them that since he was only chairman as representative of my father's estate, that made me the chairman. I did not intend to keep the position because I did not have the experience for it. But I contacted other members of my extended family about my grandfather's unethical practices with the company's office space. 
He was eventually pressured by them into evicting the company's main competitor from their office space. Serves him right for conniving with my grandfather to take the company's old office space. At the next board meeting, I prepared for the moment I'd been waiting for my entire life. When he entered the conference room to preside over the meeting as the chairman, he found his chair facing away from the table, with all the board members already seated at the table, and like a Bond villain, I spun the chair around to reveal to him that I had been the one sitting there the entire meeting. I told him that the company and my family no longer needed him, and that I'd be taking control over representation of my father's estate. Do you know that I'm the one who put him and his siblings through school? He said in shock. I only went, no. Dad did. The look of sheer embarrassment on his face was perfect. I've never seen him look so defeated my entire life until that moment, and this sort of satisfaction could not be achieved by simply ratting him out. I stepped down from the chairman position and took a job in the company's treasury department as a bookkeeper with a meager salary, but at least I know any profit sharing or dividend that the company released would go where my father wanted it to go. And finally, one of the first decisions I got to make as a board member before stepping down was to give my mother a permanent job that she deserved. My grandfather is now jobless. He spends all his time at home and because he spent his life being selfish and self-centered, he has no friends. All he had going for him was being able to power trip over other people and boasting about his assets and achievements. Even my grandmother has had it with him and the two don't even sleep in the same room anymore. I hope he lives the rest of his short life regretting that he didn't live his life with more compassion and humility. Well, hello, Mr. Bond. Ah, oh, I just love that. It could only have been better if he was stroking a big fluffy white cat as he spun the chair around. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our next one is from Bright Rick. Neighbors kept parking in our lot. I froze them out. This happened around 20 years ago. Our family owned two apartment buildings, three units each. We lived in two of them, rented out the other four. There's nothing but these three flats lining both sides of the road for about a mile, not all having parking. We had more land than most of these units since it was also our home, so we had parking for around 16 cars. Everything was fine for literally decades. Then cars started appearing in our parking lot that were not our tenants. I blocked one in one day, went outside to see this a-hole, drove through our bushes and across the yard to get out. I called the cops, nothing they could do. So I called a tow company and had them put up signs. We'd have to call them to have a car towed. The signs seemed to work okay, no more random cars. Until New Year's one year. 
I arrive home and every space is filled. There are even cars on the street blocking in other cars. I am beyond pissed. I call the tow company, but they can't do anything for a few hours because they're so busy. We're in the Chicago suburbs. It's below zero out. I have an idea. I dig out the lawn sprinklers and hoses. I run one hose inside to the laundry room faucet and turn on the hot water. This way, the hose and sprinklers won't ice up, but the cars and ground sure did. Three sprinklers moved every half an hour or so for almost five hours. Every car, every square inch of the parking lot, the streets by the cars, encased in ice. I made it a point to spray ice in the locks, between the windowsills and glass, in the grills. I put away the sprinklers and hoses, went to bed. 4am, furious pounding on the doors, doorbells ringing non-stop. We just smiled and called the cops, waited until they arrived and went outside. The cops were holding back laughter. These people were told to park here by their friend who owned an apartment several buildings away. The same idiot who drove over our bushes. I pointed to the tow sign and told the people to move their cars or get towed. In our town, cops can ticket on private property with the owner's permission, so all the cars were ticketed. They were also towed, since nobody could get in their vehicles. I wish we had it on video. Holy shit, dude! Ignoring the fact that's practically entrapment. What the hell? You trapped their cars there and then had them towed? <laughs> dude, that is a special level of evil. Well done. <laughs> well, our next one is from r slash entitled parents. Not pro revenge. I promise though, the episode coming out on our Patreon on Wednesday is only going to be nuclear revenge. No other subreddit sneaking their way in. But hey, this is the cassettes that came through the slot in the door this morning. I can't do much about it. If I don't read them, I don't get my bacon. So here it is. From Jinxy Rasafi. You are who I tell you to be, said my mum. Hello all. I need to get this off my chest or I'm going to explode. I, 27 female, got into it with my mother today, and I don't think our relationship will ever be the same after this one. To be honest, our relationship has always been rocky for a few years, but I tried to make it better after moving out a few years ago. We got into it because my niece, 13, came out as lesbian, and she was mad because, well, to be honest, my mum's a homophobe, which got worse after I moved out because she became excessively religious. I said something like, ah, well, here's what it is, when she told me, and she did not like that. She started going on and on and on about how, no it's not, it's the devil working in her, and I can't bring myself to see her again. Which shocked me, because I knew how my mum is, but to just disown her own grandchild like that struck a nerve with me. So I then said, so just because niece is who she is, you want to not see her again? You've been in her life since birth, how could you? She then skipped over that and said something like, Well I'm mad because I told her that's not how we are in this family, and your sister pissed me off because, 
Well, you and your sister are pissing me off because you're acting like this isn't a big deal. She isn't gay. She just thinks that because it's something she saw on social media. She then went on to talk about how God made men for women and vice versa, saying that we're letting the devil work in our life. I then said, God made us all in his image, right? If homosexuality was something he didn't agree with, well, then he should be able to make it so it wasn't a thing, right? She tried to say that it was the devil, but I cut her off with, so you're saying that someone who devotes themselves to God, prays every day, worships, and praises him in his name, is still letting the devil work through them. People don't choose to be gay. A niece is no different. She's niece, and her preference and attraction doesn't change that. Then my mum said this, and it just hit that nerve that I tried to ignore for years. I'm all of your mother. You are who I tell you to be. Why did this strike a nerve? Well, my mother has been controlling over me for years. Growing up, it was on and off, but when I became an adult, she kicked it into full gear, yelling at me, making me do things, controlling my money, not letting me drive, not letting me go anywhere, hitting me, and basically did everything she could to make me feel like I was the size of a rice grain. Hell, just the other day, she told me how I was different because I didn't ask permission to move out, unlike my sister that asked, which I doubt, by the way. I was 23, engaged, and tired of getting treated like I was nothing under her roof. So my husband and his mum helped me by moving me in with them. I can honestly say that if I stayed any longer, I would have probably taken my own life. That one statement, and I realized that my mum wasn't just absent-mindedly controlling. She was fully in control of making me feel like an object. I don't know how to explain it, but it just made me feel worse. She then said, If this is how you're going to be, then I don't want to talk to you ever again either. So I took a deep breath and said, Well, if it's like that, then I should tell you that I've been bisexual since I was 12 and that never changed. Oh, she lost it. Boy, she lost her shit. She hung up and texted me, my sister and my niece in a group chat. You three just can't come over and stick a knife in my heart. Really? Are you trying to kill me? I'm so hurt right now. My sister said how not to bring my niece into this chat and then mum continued. The devil is so busy, but keep on entertaining him. Listen, niece, mummy, I don't give a flying fuck. There was some more, but she messaged me privately and told me to leave her alone, and this is where I'm at now. So, yeah, I came out to support my niece, and honestly, it felt good to stand up for myself for once. My anxiety's going crazy at the moment, but I don't regret what I said or did. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure my mum's gonna die on this hill. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you want more, jump on our Reddit and chat. Jump on our Discord and chat. There is a slew of links down in the description. Check out our YouTube channel, our TikTok. We're doing it all. We're going to be the cool kids, I tell you. Until next time, until Wednesday if you're a Patreon or Friday if you're not. Peace out, guys. I hope you enjoyed your tea and your popcorn. And have a great fucking week. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.